We're taking you inside the mind of a man. This is How Men Think, an iHeartRadio podcast. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Jonathan Bennett, and you may know me as Aaron Samuels from the movie Mean Girls. And yes, my hair does look sexy pushback, in case you were wondering. I'm also an actor, a TV host, and I am so happy to be guest hosting How Men Think. Now, I'm gonna answer all of your questions and solve the fascinating question of how men think, I think. But first, this is 11 Questions with Jonathan Bennett. Now, I have not looked at these until right now, so this will all be on the fly. Wish me luck, here we go. 11 Questions with Jonathan. Number one, what are you known for? Tell us about yourself. Oh, okay. Well, I guess most people know me as Aaron Samuels from Mean Girls. And I think what happened was I just, I kissed a redheaded, freckle-faced girl named Lindsay Lohan in a movie 3,000 years ago. And now I can't go to a Starbucks without the barista writing, your hair looks sexy, push back on my cup. Or like, I'll go and say, hey, they'll, they'll ask me for the name and they say, what's your name, please? And I'll say Jonathan, and then they'll just go ahead and write Aaron Samuels on the cup, which is an amazing thing, but also crazy. So it's a very weird life to be Jonathan Bennett. I'm not going to lie. October 3rd is a very weird day for me. So if you ever having an awkward day in your life, just think, what does Jonathan Bennett feel like on, on, on October 3rd? I bet you it's not as weird as his day. Number two, who are you in your personal life? Well, contrary to popular belief, I know you might think that I was in love with Lindsay Lohan, but I, I actually am in love with James Vaughn, my fiance. Uh, plot twist, Aaron Samuels, gay, huh? Wow. Um, so that was a big plot twist for pop culture, um, but actually was it, was it really? Um, so I'm engaged to my fiance, James Vaughn. Uh, we've been engaged for just over a year now, and we have our wedding coming up this spring, which we're really excited about. Uh, we're getting married in Mexico at Unico Resort, which is this amazing resort in Mexico that's very inclusive for the LGBTQ plus community. There, it's just got such a great diverse group of people working there and you know, people coming there. It's just a fantastic place. So we're very excited about that. And yeah, my fiance and I are totally in love and having such a blast being fiancés and just going on this whole wedding journey, trying to figure out who's coming, what's happening at the wedding, all the things that happen when you're planning a wedding. It's super fun, but also it's a little bit stressful. I'm not going to lie. Um, but at the end of the day, as long as we're standing there saying our vows, I don't care if it, you know, if everything falls over and it starts raining, it's still going to be fine because we're going to be there with all of our friends and family and having a blast. So that's what's important, which is also crazy because our families have never met. So this is the first time our families are coming together is at our wedding. So this should be interesting. Three shows that you are binge watching right now. Okay, guys, I'm not gonna lie. Like I wanna have an answer that's more diverse than this, but I can't. The three shows that I'm watching right now are RuPaul's Drag Race UK, RuPaul's Drag Race American, and RuPaul's Drag Race Queen of the Universe. Well, it's not really RuPaul's Drag Race, but it's Queen of the Universe, which is the drag queen singing competition show. I am the biggest RuPaul's fan. It's all I watch because here's the thing. The day that someone makes better television than a group of drag 
drag queens trying to out drag queen each other, I'll watch it. Until then, there's nothing that beats RuPaul's Drag Race. Queen of the Universe is the new Wild Presents show that's pretty close. It's basically RuPaul's Drag Race meets American Idol. So you have drag queens singing, trying to be the best singer. So both are fantastic shows, but I always think about the pitch that happened for RuPaul's Drag Race. Like picture RuPaul walking into Logo to pitch the idea for the show. And she just walks in, or sorry, he just walks in and says, okay, it's America's next top model, but drag queens. And then the person on the network just writes the check. Yep, genius. It's just so much fun. It's such a fun show to watch. It's so exciting. There's so much color and creativity. And every time I watch a show, it just inspires me to go out and create something crazy and unique and different. And also to celebrate my uniqueness. Remember, there's only one you. Number four, what is your favorite food? Okay, I eat like a toddler. So my favorite foods are white rice, just plain old white rice. I love waffles and apples. Those are my three favorite foods. Literally what you feed either your dog when it has a stomach virus or your toddler. But hey, what I have a simple palate. I also really like the Chinese chicken salad from Applebee's, which is a fantastic restaurant. I am why they created Applebee's. I'm from Ohio, that's just what we eat. Tell us about your career, number five. Um, okay, so my career is very strange. The first movie I ever did was Mean Girls. So then what do you do after you do Mean Girls? <laughs> It's a very bizarre life. It's a weird thing to be part of the biggest, arguably one of the biggest movies in pop culture history. To have that as your first movie, it really, uh, I, I call it the Zach Morris syndrome. You become Zach Morris, right? You're Aaron Samuels. You're not Jonathan Bennett, the actor. You're just Aaron Samuels. So it's a really fun, interesting thing to try to then figure out what your career looks like after that movie. So I got to do a lot of really fun movies. I did Van Wilder freshman year. I basically, when I, I did uh, Cheaper by the Dozen 2 with Steve Martin, I did Dukes of Hazard the beginning. And so those were the movies I did immediately after Mean Girls. And it was funny because I always joke, whenever they couldn't afford like Ashton Kutcher, Ryan Reynolds, or Sean William Scott, they're like, get Bennett in here. He'll do it, and he's a little bit cheaper, still handsome, and kind of funny. So that's I'm like the the bargain bin version of them for the for the for the sequels for those movies. That's what I always joke about. But after that, I've done a ton of stuff. I released a I released a unauthorized, unofficial parody cookbook for Mean Girls fans called the Burn Cookbook because I started hosting Cake Wars on Food Network. I hosted Cake Wars, Cupcake Wars, Christmas Wars, Chris, uh, Holiday Wars, Halloween Wars, Cupcake Wars Kids, Celebrity Cupcake Wars. If there was a Wars on the Food Network, I would host the crap out of it. And doing all that, I met all these amazing chefs and started really working in the food space. So on top of acting and shooting all the shows I was shooting, I would actually go and work on a book at nighttime, which was the Burn Cookbook. It's basically a cookbook for Mean Girls fans. If you have a taste for recipes like, it's not regular guac, it's cool guac, or fetch a chini alfredo, we even have Gretchen's wieners in the book. So we have all these amazing recipes 
for you to make that are super simple. And then there's all these amazing behind the scenes facts and stories of, of filming the movie. It's just the perfect book for you and your girlfriends to like get together, get the book off Amazon, make some of the recipes. They're super simple and really delicious and watch the movie and just have like a really fun girls night in there. It's the perfect gift for the holidays. It's the perfect bachelor party gift, bachelorette party gift, anything like that. It's just a really fun book to bring people together because the whole movie was about not sitting with each other. You can't sit with us. And this book is about bringing people together. You can sit with us. So you can sit around, have some fun and relive some of your favorite parts of the movie. It's a, it's a blast. Um, and then after that, I, I started doing a lot of movies with uh, Hallmark Channel. And I'm so proud because last year we launched the first LGBTQ plus Hallmark Channel Christmas movie. So it was the first time there was a gay kiss in a Hallmark movie. And I got the honor of doing that and representing. And it was such a beautiful thing because so many people that year felt more seen. And I feel like the younger Jonathans, the younger versions of me around the world felt a little less scared that Christmas. And this Christmas, December 18th, we have the sequel to The Christmas House. It's The Christmas House 2 coming out this December 18th on Hallmark Channel, where we actually take that storyline a little bit deeper and expand my the, the character I play, Brandon, him and his husband, Jake, their family has expanded and has gotten bigger and so we, we catch up with them and it's the movie has twice the heart and twice the humor as the first one. And I'm really proud to really, you know, do something that made a difference. And the coolest part of all this, get this, wait, get this, ready? The Smithsonian has my jacket from the movie in it now because the Smithsonian saw the movie, thought it was such a groundbreaking thing to have the first ever gay storyline and gay kiss on a, on a Christmas movie. And the fact that it was at Hallmark Channel, which is, you know, the benchmark for holiday movies, they thought it was worthy to be in the Smithsonian. So my script and my jacket and, and Brad's jacket that plays my husband are all now locked away in the Smithsonian archives as part of pop culture history. How cool is that? Really cool to make, make those amazing movements for the LGBTQ plus community. What is number six? What is your biggest fear in life? Ooh, what's my biggest fear? Uh, I think my biggest fear is failure. Isn't that what everyone's afraid of? Or is it just because I'm an only child and an actor? I, I think my biggest fear is failure because I set my goals so high and I dream so big that um, the thing I fear, fear most is, is failing. But what I'm learning to do is accept the fact that failure is just part of life. Like you're going to fail. And the, the fact that you fail means you're trying. And that's what's important because the other alternative to not failing is to do nothing which is worse than failing what's your biggest pet peeve chewing cereal you're not allowed to eat cereal around me ever because i will take the bowl i will pick it up and i will throw it through the window i have misophonia which is a condition where the sound of certain things drive me absolutely crazy and the sound of someone chewing cereal in a quiet room will make my blood boil Number eight, what makes you most happy? Waking up with my fiance and my golden doodle and having like an hour to just lay in the bed and cuddle and give the dog kisses and give my fiance kisses. I mean, my fiance has gold hair, curly hair and blue eyes. My dog has gold curly hair and blue eyes. I basically just kiss both of the curly headed blonde things in my life in the morning. That, but that's what makes me most happy. What's your ideal Saturday morning? 
uh, again, waking up with my fiance and my dog and just sitting outside in Palm Springs at our house and just relaxing. We have the best pool and the best yard and just being home and being able to be together is just the best Saturday morning to me. And a lot of coffee because I drink a lot of coffee. I drink a lot of iced coffee. I'm gay. We're, we have to. It's part of, the, part of the deal. Number 10, are you more of an athlete or an armchair quarterback? I don't even know what that means. Number 11, what keeps you motivated? Um, I think the things that keep me motivated are the, are the messages that I get from, from fans and from people on my Instagram that message me saying, hey, you know, I was afraid to come out or I was afraid to be who I was or I'm struggling with this. But the fact that you and James live your life so boldly and loudly and openly and show us what love looks like on Instagram and on your social medias, we're able to like kind of peer into your life that makes that motivates us and helps give us strength to be who we are. So I think the fact that we live our life so loudly and proudly really helps motivate me to keep going because of the response we get when we do it. All right. And that was 11 questions with Jonathan Bennett. Okay. So we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to come back with some of the caller questions. Don't go away. So we have Jessica on the line. Jess, Jessica Volkenberg. Van Volkenberg. Van, oh, wow. That sounds like a character of like the bad guy that's like trying to take over the company in like a does, Hallmark movie. It does have a little evil ring to it, but I promise I'm very nice. <laughs> I can tell your face is adorable. Thank you. What's going on? Talk to me. Not a lot is going on. I'm so excited to be here with you guys. And um, I have a few questions that I'm hoping that you can answer for me. Okay, we're going to try. I mean, okay. take okay. my advice lightly, but we'll try. Let's go. Okay, so I recently got out of a four-year relationship, um, mm -hmm. and I'm starting to, like, dip my toe back into the mm -hmm. dating pool, and I'm trying out some dating apps, but some of the guys that are meeting are different online than they are in person. So what is your best advice for online dating? And why do you think that some men do this? Okay, such a great question, Jessica. First of all, um, I'm happy that you're back into the dating pool again, and you're starting to dip your toe in. That's great. I'm sorry your four-year relationship didn't work out. But as my dad would say, he always would give me the best advice. He would say, John, sometimes relationships just don't work and that's okay. And so we're very excited that you're getting back into the dating pool. Now, as far as men being different online than in person, such a true thing, right? Because when we're online, we have the power of protection. You know, we're, we're, we're not actually making a connection. We're just typing in our phone. And this is me being, I'm 40 years old and I'm very old. Not very old, but I'm much older than you, Jessica. So let me tell you, the difference is, having that like protection of being behind a screen is such a good and bad thing, right? Because they don't have to actually connect with the human when they're talking to them. So what you're seeing is you're seeing a, a space that you're talking in a space that's safe when you're talking online on the dating app. And then when you're talking in person, you're talking in a space that's vulnerable. 
And so one is safe, one is vulnerable. And so the reason you're seeing a difference is that vulnerability is showing when they're in person. And when we're vulnerable, we become different people and we, and we tend to do things that, that we normally wouldn't do or, or we don't have the strength to say the things that we can behind a screen. So totally understandable and such an important thing to point out. The advice I have for that is if you're into someone and you're starting to have a good rapport, get to the in-person meeting quicker, right? Because so many times we have these weeks and months, people go like, you know, I've been talking to this guy for four weeks on, on one of the apps and we're going to finally meet in person. Well, you've created a fake relationship that doesn't exist because you've created a relationship that has no vulnerability to it. Dating is hard. Dating is vulnerable. Dating is scary. There's a lot, you know, you're opening up yourself. Is this person going to like me? So it's a very vulnerable state to be in. And I think it's actually better to get into that vulnerable state quicker. So that way you can see if there's a real connection because the online dating, when you're talking just behind screens and like using your phone, that's not a real connection. That's a false identity and a false uh, we're creating what, what we want it to be versus what it is. So get into the meat of it quicker. Does that make sense? Yes, definitely. I think it's easy to try and hide behind the screen sometimes, but by getting in person, I can definitely see that being helpful. And hopefully with your advice, I'll be able to find my own Aaron Samuels one day. Oh, and I hope his hair looks sexy pushback. <laughs> I hope it looks fantastic. Thank you so much. Me too. Bye. Bye. And now we have Tara on the line. Hi, Tara. Hi, how are you? I'm wonderful. What's going on? Not much. Just another day. <laughs> Getting through the days, honey. It's 2021. We're just trying to get through the days. hundred percent. So what's going on? Do you have any questions? What can I help you with? Um, I mean, I, I have been single for, I've actually never been in a serious relationship. And I feel like I'm just being way too picky, mm -hmm. but I don't know if it's like me being picky or am I just waiting for the right one? Mm. Okay. <sighs> Such an interesting and complex question. Um, I'd say, yes, you're being picky and yes, you're waiting for the right one. And yes, you're being too picky all at the same time. I know that sounds confusing, but let me walk you through it. So for the relationship that I'm in with my fiance, it took me going through a lot, meeting a lot of different people and thinking I would maybe had found Mr. Right, but actually realized I hadn't. And it had me falsely um, accepting and wanting these relationships that I'm really grateful for because I learned so much about myself and about what I want in a relationship and about who I was. And that helped me when I ended up meeting my fiance and it all just clicked, I was like, oh, this is what, this is the one, but I wouldn't have anything to compare that to if I hadn't been in any other relationship. And all my other relationships were so beneficial and I care about them so much. And I have nothing but respect and love for them because of what I was able to learn about myself and about life from them there's always like no relationship i mean i don't want to say no relationship but more nine times out of ten most relationships that end aren't 
completely awful unless you're in, obviously an abusive relationship or something that's actually really traumatic you right. end up you're going to walk away you're going to dust yourself off and you're going to learn something from it and so the thing that i'm worried about with you with being so picky is you definitely i'm not saying go and date a whole bunch of people but you definitely want to have something to compare your benchmark of the guy of your dreams to so if you are too picky maybe when you meet a guy that you don't that you might think is the guy of your dreams he might not be because you just are going for this one because this is who this is who you think but then once you get in the relationship you have nothing to compare it to yeah that makes complete does that, sense does that make sense like we want to be careful and i'm not saying i'm not saying go out and like get into serious relationships with people but it's okay to go on a couple dates with people here and there and like find what works for you it's 2021 you know the rules are different like this isn't this isn't white picket fences anymore right this isn't this yeah. is it's a very complex world to navigate and there's so many things to navigate out there that i think by by going on dates with people and actually getting to know people and kind of seeing how you feel being vulnerable around people will help you learn about yourself so that way when mr right does come you'll say oh here he is this is absolutely the one yeah. And I, I actually, because of COVID, I think it's been so weird and I haven't really tried to meet anyone, but I just recently got back on like Bumble and Hinge and I'm like trying to put myself out there, but it's still really weird in COVID. It's like a weird time. I'm more, I'm someone who likes to meet people in person. Yes. I think that's like where I shine the most. Yes. Um, and I, I'm, I'm also the person who likes to pick up the phone and call someone. So yes. on text is also always so weird for me, but I'm trying. Ugh, look, and it's okay that it's weird. Like it's okay to that these weird things are happening with COVID. I mean, it's not okay that COVID's happening, but it's okay that you feel awkward trying to date during this weird time because it's not a normal time. So, mm -hmm. uh, ex, you know, except, you know, I was on a show called Celebrity Big Brother and they always would say, expect the unexpected. Well, with COVID and with dating and the way the world works now, I would say, accept the unexpected, like accept that all this is weird and like just throw it out there in the conversation. Like you can bring up, you know, if, if two people identify that something's weird, it's no longer weird. So like, if you just call it out to the, to the person, this is so friggin' weird. And we're trying to put this, do all this and dang, like, I wish I wasn't texting you. I wish we could meet in person. How do we do that? The COVID, this is all weird to us. I, I hate it. Like bring that up when you're talking right. to someone, because yeah. then you both are, once you both identify it, it's no longer weird. Yeah. I never thought of it that way, but I, I'll definitely try that. Be like, this sucks. What do we do? <laughs> yeah. Even Instead of trying to be like, hi, we sh it's totally normal to not see each other and just be on Zoom dates. A Zoom date's a total normal thing. No, it's not. It's friggin' dumb and <laughs> awful and weird. And it completely takes all the dating and the connection and the real like energy and pheromones and all the things that happen on a date, it gets rid of all that. And it's like, also, honey, he can look real good on a Zoom with the <laughs> right lighting and the proper filters. So in person is always best. True, that ring lighting just really changed I mean, a lot. <laughs> honey, I mean, you should see my room. When I do Zooms, I look like I'm sitting on the surface of the sun. <laughs> like there's more light than anyone. So yeah, so I would I would say 
just call it out that it's weird, figure a way to meet up in person that's COVID safe for both of you mm-hmm. and figure a way to do that because you're right. Like it's just, it's just stupid. Like it's just, it's all dumb yeah. and it's hard to date online. It's just dumb. Yeah. Yeah. And hopefully, but it's so funny because this year, uh, my cousin brought her new boyfriend to Thanksgiving. Oh, crunchy. Yeah. And now I'm the last cousin who's single. So I feel like the pressure's really on. (laughs) Oh, honey. (laughs) Well, first of all, we, first of all, we don't know what's going on with your cousin and, and her man. Like this could just because they brought him to Thanksgiving doesn't mean it's the right one. So don't, don't put the cart before the horse. (laughs) <laughs> yeah totally or or in this case the turkey so <laughs> well tara thank you so much i hope i helped thank you yeah you did and have a good one you too thank you bye hello sydney we have sydney on the line how are you it's jonathan hi jonathan i'm, I'm good how are you i'm wonderful what's going on girl not too much. I'm on my lunch break right now, but super happy to be here. You're on your lunch break. First of all, two questions. Where do you work and what are you eating? Um, I work at a, uh, it's like a healthcare education company. I work in marketing. Okay. Very fun. And, um, I'm in Boston and okay. I'm eating, I made this, um, like, t- uh, chicken teriyaki meatballs with rice and zucchini. Oh, okay. So we're on like the healthy train because we're doing like teriyaki meatballs with rice and zucchini. So it's still kind of healthy, but still good. I'm really into that. Can you send me the recipe? That sounds delicious. Yes. Um, Brock your body. Shout out. She's Stop. Brock your body. Don't even get yeah. out of here. Come on. <laughs> Very good. She's the best What's going her. on? Are you in love? Are you not in love? What do you want me to talk about? I'm not in love. I'm dating for sure. I'm single, but I did have a question, more of like a generic relationship question. Um, But basically I know that there's the old saying of like, oh, if he wanted to, he would um, in the context of dating and relationships. But do you think that still holds true today? Or do you think it's better to be more upfront at this point and just say you're interested or does it depend? I feel like that could go a lot of ways, but wanted to get your thoughts. It's like that book, he's just not into you, right? That's yeah. kind of like what you're talking. <laughs> I think it's the most absolutely, the, you hit it on the head. I, I, I want to tell you my story, right? Because when you know, you know, right? I'm going to right. tell you my story of how, how it happened with my fiance and I. I go to the Grove, where, which is a mall here, and he's mm-hmm. about to interview me for a show. He hosts a show. I'm there promoting my show. He's going to interview me for the show. We meet and instantly it just happens. Like you literally, we touch each other because we were like, oh, let's, let's take a picture for our friend. Cause we had the one gay friend that everyone that works in entertainment has in common. And that is Lance Bass, (laughs) obviously Lance, cause he's our leader. He's our man. And so we said, let's take a picture for Lance. And when we touched each other, you could feel the electricity just happen. And instantly in that moment, I knew I was like, I need to go on a date with him tonight. I need to kiss him right now. And it just was like, this is it. It was happening. So we ended up going, we did the interview. I left and then I called him 30. My my publicist was like, don't call him for like three days. You came on really strong. (laughs) And that's what a person that's never been in love says. And I'm like, oh, okay. So all your friends that are going, don't do it. Play hard to get. Well, y'all are dumb because you clearly have never been in love. You can't, you can't control it when it happens. So 
what happened was I got out of the car. I was like, of course, fam, I'm not going to call him for like three days. They're fine. And I literally dialed his number and I said to him, is it weird if I come back and kiss you right now? And he oh said, no. And I go, good, because I'm already on my way. I would already started driving. We kissed at the, in the parking lot at the mall. I said, we just have to do this and see if it's real. We kissed. It was like, yep, that's it. We went to dinner that night and are engaged to be married in three months. So wow. it, when it happens, it happens, right? And that's yeah. what I can tell you. Like, if he's not calling you back and he's not like putting energy into it, he's just not into you. Right. And that's okay. But like the, the excuses and the bullshit of like, oh, I'm busy. Oh, uh, no, no, no. When it happens and you get that butterfly feeling where you're like, ooh, I think this could be love. You can't not communicate with the person you cannot mm. reach out you you your whole life changes and they become a priority if you're not a priority it's because they're not into you right that makes sense I really I love that story too I feel like that definitely resonates a lot so I really appreciate it <laughs> yes when it happens it happens yeah that's great I'll keep that in mind going forward yeah and if he's not call, if he's not calling back or texting you he's just not into you and you're too good for him anyway so don't on to the screw next off, one. screw off yeah. yeah awesome well thank you so much I really appreciate that thank you next up we have Meg how's it going Meg great how are you I'm wonderful what's going on you know, I'm just uh, plugging away here in the northern Michigan tundra that we have with crazy blizzard outside. But uh, northern Michigan, that's very tropical there. Yeah, very tropical. You know, it's funny because we're surrounded by water. So generally in the summer, it's very tropical. But in the winter, you just it's rather, disgusting. It's, it's disgusting. I'm from Toledo, Ohio. So I know the lake area effect. Okay? Oh, yes. I you know, know the lake cold. effect snow for sure. It's disgusting. And I just have to say, I'm a huge fan. Um, I wore my special shirt today. <gasps> okay, so yeah. Meg is wearing a You Go Glen Coco shirt, which is very adorable, very on brand. However, I, um, I am glad because you didn't wear any pink today because on Wednesdays we wear pink, not today. Right, so you're right. Doing it's really not well. Wednesday. So yeah, I know what good. day of the week Thank it is. God. At least. But you did wear your white gold hoops, and I appreciate that. Oh, yes, always, always. So, What's yes. Going on? Let's, what can I help you with? Well, I'm wondering, um, I've been married for a little while, but, uh-huh. uh, this seems to kind of go with every aspect of the various people that I know, but why do, um, why do men think we're the ones that want to make the decisions like all the time? <laughs> well, because usually everything we're doing, we're doing wrong. Um, that's <laughs> why, that's why men tend to think that, Oh, you make the decision because if I don't make the decision, if, if I make a decision, you're going to tell me that I've done it wrong anyway. And then we're going to end up doing your plan. Is that true or not, Meg? How many times out of 10 have, has he made a decision and you have maybe altered that decision or plan into what it is that you really want? Honestly, uh, that might happen here and there. How many times, how many times out of 10, would you say five, would you say five out of 10, you would, he would say, let's have, do you want pizza or Chinese? And you're like, Chinese. He's like, or he's like pizza. And you're like, yeah, but that Chinese was really good. He's like, okay, Chinese, right. Just the little things. And what I, what I, what I notice has to happen is 
and even in my relationship with, with my fiance, James, we'll be sitting there and I have to be, I have to make a conscious effort to ask him what he wants to do and then, and then really listen to what he wants and doing it. I think it just comes down to listening. And I think that's a big thing that we forget in a relationship that we've been into. I mean, I'm with my fiance for five years now. We're comfortable, right? Like we're, it's, it's super comfortable and we forget to listen. And so I think what you might uh, be experiencing is the forgetting in the comfortable, comfort, comfort, is that a word? Comfortability. Comfortability. That's not a real word. That can't be a real world. (laughs) Everyone knows what we're saying. Your, your listening needs to improve in what he, when you ask him what he wants and really digest what he says, because what happens is, you know, they always say, don't kick, well, not don't kick the cat doesn't work for this. Um, but they <laughs> cut that out. That doesn't work. Um, <laughs> what happens is, you know, just like a child, like men are children. I am a child. I am a big kid. All men are kids. I'm sorry. Right. You know, we right. are. So if you tell a kid, Hey, you like, Hey, which one do you want to play with? And then they tell you the toy. And then the parent just says, no, you're going to play with this one instead. Eventually right. the kid doesn't even know what it wants because he's like, the parent's just going to tell me what I want. So just make sure in decision-making that you're listening to what he wants and honoring what he wants. Sometimes you don't have to do it all the time, but he might be, he might be, have gotten kicked too much into the direction that you want. That's fair. That's fair. I think that's, yeah, I think I'm a meeting planner planner by day. Yep. So I make 579,000 decisions. So yep. I don't want to tell, I don't want to figure out some of those minute details of what side dish we're going to have for dinner. I mean, that's a stupid example, but. Right. Um. <laughs> right. So you don't want to plan it. But then at the end of the day, when he picks you, you don't want to Meg, but you can't help yourself because that's your job. Right. So right. even though you don't want to do it, you don't want to plan the side dish, but the, my, the small details. So when he picks a small detail, if it's not correct, you're going to fix it anyway. And you're like, well, no, because you're like, he okay baby just whatever you want you pick dinner he's like okay we're having mashed potatoes and green beans as a side and you're like right but mashed potatoes have a lot of carbs and the green beans are on a style so we're going to use this and we're going to do that and he's like okay so when just be a yes and okay so that for the next month when okay. when you tell him to make decisions be a you know the improv acting challenge of yes and so if it is something you don't like or you're like oh he didn't pick the right thing Tell them yes, and then add to it. Like, oh, I love that idea. And we'll do this too. All right, cool. So now right. he's getting what you, he wants and you're getting what you want. I'm writing that down. Yes, and. <laughs> right there, I love it. I love it. <laughs> uh, well, you're a blast. Thank you so much, Meg. And good luck oh with the God. relationship and stay warm in Thank Northern you. Michigan. And don't forget, watch my Hallmark Channel original movie, December 18th, The Christmas House 2. Oh, I like that. I saw that actually. And uh, I think you are, are very gruel and look really sexy with your hair pushed back. Oh, I just wanted to let you know. So I know much. I have to do it every time. No, you, can. Been, you can. I've been waiting yeah. 17 years well, to say that. You know to what, you. Meg? You're up. Well, you know what? You're fugly, <laughs> huh? How about that? No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, <laughs> Amazing. Thank you so uh, much. <laughs> all right. Talk to you soon, my love. All right. Bye. All right, everybody. Well, that's our show. I'm Jonathan Bennett. Thank you so much for listening. And don't forget to watch my all new Hallmark Channel original movie, The Christmas House 2, this December 18th at eight o'clock 
on Hallmark Channel. Everyone out there, stay fetch, stay gruel, and most of all, push your hair back and look sexy today. Thanks for listening to How Men Think, an iHeartRadio London audio production.